1: Welcome to the Wednesday Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, we're, I'm your host, John McKechnie here, and uh, your usual Wednesday host, Paul Bruno, is out on a personal matter, and so what do we do? We got the band back together. We got the 2016 Dream Team featuring none other than Jake Barefoot- Blue Jean Latarski,
2: Barefoot Blue Jean Knight. You know, it comes after the Jake Owen Country song, but we can talk about my love for country music in a whole other podcast. John, I'm happy <laughs> to be back with you. Happy to be talking a little bit of DFS baseball. I mean, after winning the RotoWire Staff Challenge and taking down a few weeks, I might have had the most entries in that too. I think it's time to share a little bit of my love and knowledge with the listener base. I think we, you know, it's desperately needed because, you know,
1: I, I've been a little bit cold. I was a first half player here. Uh, second half, Off to a bit of a rocky start. Got back in rhythm last night, though. So I'm looking to parlay that that momentum, you know, because momentum is so quantifiable, into an excellent Wednesday slate here. So we're going to open things up here uh, at the top of the board. Uh, looking at looking at our pitchers uh, we have Dallas Keuchel to to start us off tonight what do you make of him uh, going against the Rays
2: see Dallas Keuchel's an interesting play it, it is only his second game back from injury and of course he's probably a little bit overpriced in that first game back when he only lasted 3 innings against the Tigers but to be honest I'm still thinking that 9600 is a little bit pricey for me especially for a pitcher that even when in top form isn't necessarily known for getting a ton of strikeouts he doesn't have a double digit strikeout game all year long, Dallas Keuchel, more traditionally a ground ball pitcher, the price is pretty steep. On the other side of the wagon, though, I mean, you like his win probability a whole lot in this one. He's going up against the Rays and a guy named Austin Pruitt, who has a six six three ERA, and the Astros are minus two hundred favorites to win this game, uh, and that's the second most favorites on the board outside of the Angels, who are going up against the Phillies. So uh, you do like the win probability there with Dallas Keuchel.
1: I, I think so too, and and to your point, you know, I, I definitely get what you mean where. where you look for a ton of strikeouts if you're going top of the board at pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the Rays can kind of help raise that floor a little bit because they do have the second-highest uh, strikeout percentage, uh, just under 26% against left-handers. So I think that plays to Keichel's advantage a little bit. I also just think, you know, on I'm Shirley... I'm, you know, just a game theory type principle. I think that people are going to be off of Keiko because of that mixture of the high price and that, that really shaky, you know. I think people are going to be scared off by, by what he did on Friday. And I think that's completely reasonable. But on the other side, I, I, I think it's worth taking a look to uh,
2: go after that low ownership on Keuchel. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of the GPP pitchers that we like today, and we'll get to those in a little bit. But there's 12 games on the evening slate tonight, but there's no dominant player that stands out as your clear strikeout guy, so you're going to have to no. sacrifice something when you're picking a top guy, and I actually don't mind Jake Arrieta. He's only $200 less than Keiko, but I think every Cubs pitcher from now on gets a win probability boost here. Yeah, they're back. Yeah, Cubs are Cubs are back. That's fair to say. Now, Arrieta had his fair share of struggles earlier in the year. I'm not going to discount that, but he's coming off three straight quality starts, 34 or more fantasy points in each of those starts, and you know, he's, he's gone, of course, over six innings to meet that requirement, five, six, and three strikeouts. I think Arietta, when it comes to cash games, he's a pretty safe play. Now, Vegas has the Cubs as minus 165 favorites because the Diamondbacks aren't going away. And, and Zach Godley's pitching much better than I think most of us ever expected him sure. to this year. So there's a tough matchup there. I would lean towards Arrieta a little bit in this matchup just because of the Keiko risk factor.
1: Uh, no, uh, I think that totally makes sense. And for for all of Arietta's wet, warts towards you know like the first half of this season, back half of last season, uh, it really does look like he's turned a corner. Uh, the strikeouts have been just six and a half per nine over his last five starts, but a two two five ERA, a 0.84 WHIP. So really, just not letting anyone get on base. And I know that Arizona has about as you know intimidating of a lineup as you're going to see in all of baseball, but it doesn't. Travel particularly well. It's a lot better uh, at home than it is on the road, so I think that plays to Arietta's advantage a little bit more. Uh, so I, I think both of these, both uh, Keuchel and Arietta, uh, are you know worthy picks tonight I, I give a slight lean to keichel just uh for the tournament uh purposes but i think arieta is probably a safer play overall mm-hmm. i'll give and, you that yeah, and
2: just an, an extra two cents if this even matters to you the wind is blowing in at about eight miles an hour at Wrigley tonight so as of now of course that can change around or swirl around but you know just maybe another little thing when you're looking at it as a defi- deciding factor between the two
1: yep uh let's see let's see uh, elsewhere on this pitcher board godley you know as you mentioned you know Area Arietta's presence there, plus the way the Cubs are playing right now, probably takes Godley out of the equation for you. Uh, For me, Ariel Miranda is a guy that's pitched very well this season, but uh, he hasn't done particularly well on the road. And going to Texas, where there might not only be some weather concerns, but also just this time of year in Texas, the ball flies. Uh, so I'd be worried about the right-handed bats uh, getting to Miranda in that one. Uh, Rick Porcello and Trevor Bauer kind of cancel each other out in my mind. I don't think I was going it yeah. either to begin with. with.
2: way too good of offenses to really worry about in this game and even though the pitchers you know you can make a case that they're decent here I mean you're looking at uh, an over under on this game of oh boy you know a, let's see here that's an early one an over under on this game of about nine and a half so you know not not out of the question necessarily but yeah it's a little bit high two good offenses
1: yeah absolutely and I mean we, we saw Chris Sale get knocked around by by the Indians uh, lineup last night we saw Craig Kimbrell cough something up. Uh, we just saw Andrew Miller goes on the on the DL and Cody Allen obviously struggled last night as well. So yeah, I think that there, there there's just a lot of offense to be had in that game more so than the in the pitching. Um, I think you have a pretty interesting uh, more of a GPP target for under. Under 8K here, uh, why don't you uh, cue us in here?
2: Yeah, for 7,700, I actually think Matt Moore is a decent play. I mean, two of his last three starts are against quality starts, and they were against the Dodgers and, and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, of course, some, for some reason, the Padres were not were the only one where it wasn't considered a quality <laughs> start, but he did get the most strikeouts, 5, 7, and 6 in those three games. So there's that, but here's the thing. He's, he's playing against the A's. And of course, uh, the Giants, for as rough of the, as they've been this year, they're the home team with a, and they're the minus 140 favorites in this game. The other stat that jumps out at me is uh, is uh, WOBA splits for teams, and uh, the A's on the year that lineup certainly hasn't gotten any better. And they're the third worst weighted on base percentage against left-handed pitchers in the entire league. Their weighted runs created plus is just 87 against left-handers. So it's been uh, it, it's been rough. Going for the A's against left-handed pitching here, and uh, I think if Matt Moore gets a quality start at 7,700, he certainly has the matchup to do so, and he can definitely hit you some value. I I felt I felt ballsy enough to toss him in my cash game lineup tonight. You know, maybe I'll, I'll revert around, but there's some you want to get a piece of Coors Field tonight. There's a couple other good good hitting matchups that you want to certainly uh, be touching tonight. So, uh, Matt Moore is one way to do that for you. Do you have any other GPP options for me, John? Uh, you're not going to love it,
1: but uh, i I got to say Luke Weaver kind of stands out to me. He's a guy that, you know, he's only made one start at the big league level this year. He, he, he's for the Cardinals, uh, checking in at under 6000 and when you mention... You know something like a, a Coors game going on tonight. Not just a Coors game. A Coors game where, where Chris Flexen is pitching for the Mets, and uh, he got lit. I think the first battery he faced, he gave up a home run last week, and that was in San Diego. So uh, if he's if he's letting it fly at Petco, like I, I just don't see where this goes particularly well for him at Coors. I mean, he's five thousand. He's you know a hundred dollars more expensive than your most expensive hitter tonight. So I think uh, you definitely want to save some money at pitcher, and I think that Luke Weaver makes some sense. Uh, mostly uh, because the Brewers have have they've hit the skids a little bit lately. Um, you know he he's uh, or the Brewers I'm sorry are 24th and weighted on base over the last month and last in baseball over the last two weeks. So I mean yeah that, yeah things are just- even their
2: wins they've been low run, one run games. Now uh, you could look at the opposite side of the coin there and maybe find some enticing left handed batters on the Brewers. You know sure. we don't have a lineup yet as of record time, but say Eric Sogard leads off at 2100. He, I, I would consider taking that to make room for more course field options. So I, I'm a little bit more in the in the, uh, in the camp of of maybe targeting them with some value plays, but I'm not necessarily ad- advising a full on Brewer stack tonight because uh, with the way that they've been going, that's just not a smart move.
1: That's a, yeah, that's a fair point. Well, uh, let's let's get on into the hitters then. Let's start off uh, at the catcher spot. Uh, what's your read on this one? I don't believe we have Wilson Contreras at our disposal tonight. I believe he might be out of the lineup. He'll so they that-
2: taking a seat. Yep.
1: That was my, uh, you know, when I first ran through today, he sort of stood out to me. He's been great since the break here. So top top price guys, Buster Posey, but it's in San Francisco. Like it, it's just hard for for a guy like him to to get the ball out there for as good for as quality of a hitter as he is. I, I assume he gets on base a few times tonight, but mm-hmm. uh, just hard to see him really paying off uh, extremely well there. Uh, anyone else on the on the catchers? board that that makes sense to you
2: yeah i mean also it's worth noting gary sanchez out of play he played in one of the early games for tonight's slate uh the one guy that jumped out at me a little bit is um actually as monty grandal our friends over at inside edge have him as the highest projected catcher uh, checking out some other sources you're not going to find him outside of the top three he's only 2900 and he gets a matchup against julio Turan, who's absolutely shelled in in his last couple uh or in his last outing at least he gave up eight earned runs and, you know, is always a pretty decent, safe option here. Uh, you, you know, you get the switch hitter. Well, you know, I lie, he, he has been shut out in back-to-back games, so you could take the hes due approach. But uh, I do have a soft spot. Grandal helped me win a couple of those RotoWire wire staff challenges as well. But I, I think he matches up well tonight. I'm actually going kind of with the Dodgers stack where, where the left-handed hitters go. But we'll move on to that a little bit more down the road.
1: I think I think that's a good point. And usually I target Grandal when he is going against a right-hander, and this certainly is that case. And Tehran, I think, has an ERA. Uh, no, well north of five, I think it's in the seven range for for uh, his new home park there. So really not settling in uh, particularly well at SunTrust Park. Uh, so I think, like you said, Dodgers definitely in play, especially from the left side of the plate. Um, I think my, the catcher that stood out to me a little bit uh, was JT Realmuto on the uh, on the Marlins. He's at three thousand, so just a little bit more expensive. Um, but I think that this is this is a game where. Uh, The the Nationals don't have a big-name pitcher going tonight, a guy that they're just calling up. Um, And also, you know, this is a situation where their bullpen has been their Achilles heel all season long. Mm. And last night... They had to go into overtime because Scherzer had to leave his start early. So that that's a worn out bullpen, and that's a, that just smells like a recipe for disaster for the Nationals. Because I'm expecting another short start from from uh, who they're throwing out tonight. And I think the more exposure you get to that Nationals bullpen, uh, the better. And we saw we saw how. Uh the, the, Marin, or the Marlins treated that bullpen last night. They were able to come back and, I believe, get the victory. Um, so I think that using some Marlins could actually sneakily be a, a really big play uh, tonight. I know I'm going to make at least one lineup that's centered around a uh, Marlins stack.
2: Yeah, I, c- I certainly don't mind that. And also want to just toss Kurt Suzuki into the into the pile. is mm-hmm. batting cleanup. You usually don't get that from a catcher. So batting higher in the order and going against Brock Stewart. Uh, who's been kind of a, he's been a bullpen guy for the most part of the year. So if you expect a bullpen game out of the Dodgers, I think Suzuki will get a chance to maybe rack up a couple hits. It's a good
1: call, and I think we're both in agreement where the, the ball definitely just is flying out of there uh, right now. Let's move on to first base. Uh, Rizzo, pricey guy, but uh, I think you know you should try to try to fit him in at the very least. I think that uh, the way he's hitting and and where he's hitting in that lineup, uh, that's just red hot. I think it makes some sense. He, really, my only concern. Is the weather in, in Chicago? Uh, it's pretty clear up here in Madison, but obviously we're about a hundred miles north, so uh, things are probably different down there. Uh, but at the same time, I, I feel like that Rizzo can definitely pay off that that forty four hundred dividend. Votto also interesting at forty one hundred going against a guy in Trevor Williams that's gotten shelled uh, several times throughout the year, and, and Votto can certainly uh, you know he's just uh, about as consistent with his floor as you can possibly be. So uh, there's a lot to like about the top end of the first base uh position
2: yeah i mean another guy in the top end that i kind of like is cody bellinger at Mm 3800 he gets that lefty righty matchup against tehran i think he's a core part of any dodgers stack that you try to do tonight uh his last three games 21.7 fan duel points 9 and 13 so he's been you know at least being productive uh from that standpoint and and i think he's solid and he saves you 600 bucks from rizzo if however you need a real cheap option here uh i actually kind of like Mitch Moreland against Trevor Bauer he checks in he's only 2400 and dude's been pretty hot his last three games he's had he had 38.1 fan dual points yesterday. Uh, you know, of course, get, getting boosted by that home run here. And then over 12, the two games before that. So he's been heating up. And for 2400, I think you can do a lot worse as far. Normally, you don't look to first base for salary relief in DFS. But if you do want to get your middle infield or your outfield stacked with Coors field options, that's another potential way you can do it.
1: I, I think you're right there. Absolutely. And, you know, th- this is sort of, yeah, out of character for me as well to to kind of go towards the lower end uh, at first base, usually that's where I, I have my most expensive position player. Um, but tonight, uh, in going with that Marlins theme, Tyler Moore, he's batting seven. So that's not great, but 2,100. Uh, so it's a flyer. It's a total, you know, kind Hope of dark solo shot. You know? Yep. And I think that, I think that, you know, it, he has that in his game to where he can, he can more than pay off. I think, it, you know, if, if you can get double digits out of him, uh, then you, and you, and you, uh, allocate your resources to, you know, loading up elsewhere and those guys pay off, then, then more is going to be in a lot of lineups that, that cash tonight. I really do feel that way. Uh, let's move on to second base here. Um, what kind of stands out to you? as far For me, like, first off, as far as the value goes, uh, going back to the Dodgers, we get Chase Utley uh, leading off lefty-righty mm-hmm. against Tehran. Uh, I think that makes a ton of sense at 2,700.
2: Absolutely, yeah. He's an excellent part of any Dodger stack there. Uh, my quote unquote A lineup that I put together tonight has Neil Walker in, just uh, one way to get Coors field exposure for under $4,000. Uh, I, I think he could be in for a pretty solid game tonight. Other guys I like are uh, actually Daniel Murphy. He's got some pretty nice BVP numbers against Vance Worley. Uh, he's 12 for 22 with three extra base hits, you know, and hasn't struck out a ton. So I like that sample size enough. There's not a ton of high sample sizes. Uh, really that are that are on the table tonight, so he's one. And, I'm, and I kind of hinted at this earlier, uh, wait for the Brewers lineup, but if you do get a chance to toss in uh, maybe Eric Sogard at 2100, if he's leading off, they've kind of been going back and forth with Sogard and VR lately, and if right. Sogard gets the start, um, he's been off, off and on, cooling off a little bit more lately, but uh, I, I think getting production from him at the top of that order is key for the Brewers getting it back rolling.
1: Absolutely. And then I guess other guys that, that sort of made some sense to me, I think O'Dor in a tournament setting. I know he is going against a lefty, and that generally means automatic no O'Dor for me. Uh, but I did see him homer off a lefty on Sunday. Um, not the greatest lefty. I think it was Donnie Hart, um, but still, he crushed it. I think he's homered in three straight games there, uh, so he's got he's got the swing back. I mean, that he's not hitting for average the way uh, we would have liked to see. And you know, season long owners probably a little disappointed, but the power output uh, for a second baseman has been ridiculous. Uh, I think that's certainly on the table tonight, and I think he's going to be pretty low-owned. And then uh, to your Kurt Suzuki point, uh, if you want to pair him with with Brandon Phillips, who's batting second, he's only 3,000. I think that's a fine little mini-stack to to get uh, some exposure to as well.
2: Yeah, I can always buy that. I'm a big fan of using (coughs) multiple mini-stacks with your main stack in any lineup. Exactly. All right, let's
1: move on to the other middle infield spot. Uh, Let's go to shortstop.
2: Yeah, nobody's really jumping out for me at the shortstop position uh, over the top here. So my initial lineup does is using Trevor Story. I think uh, he's definitely a, a pretty integral part of getting a piece of that Colorado Rockies lineup there. So uh, I'm in on him. Uh, kind of a B option if you're looking for one. Uh, Brandon Crawford gets the lefty-righty matchup against uh, Daniel Gassette, uh in Oakland. So uh, yeah, for twenty-eight hundred, Crawford, I think uh, that that could be some decent value.
1: I think so too. I think you know among other sort of top. Top guys towards the board, uh, Corey Seager. Uh, again, if, if you go Utley and Seager, I think that that's a, that's a fine uh, mini stack to use. Seager, 3,600. Again, uh, left-handed bat going against a struggling Julio Tehran just makes a lot of sense to me. I think that that's a relatively safe play, even though he kind of laid a goose egg last night uh, it, you know, in his first game out in Atlanta. I think moving down the board a little bit, uh, Paul DeYoung going against um, Brent Suter. Uh, that's, that's a right-handed bat against a left-handed pitcher. I think that he uh, is interesting because he brings about as much pop as we've seen uh, you know, this season, or at least in the second half, uh, for your middle infield eligible type player. So I think that he is someone that I'm interested in at 3,300. Um, do you have any uh, inkling to use a guy like Ahmed Rosario? Obviously a much bandied about prospect uh, for the Mets. They've been waiting for him to come up for forever. Finally gets the call last night. He's in course. So the pressure's off him a little bit. He's not in front of the home crowd yet. Uh, Do you like him at 3,100?
2: Of course, you get the 3,100, he'd probably be 2,100 if it were anywhere else. And and he does offer some intrigue. I know Ian Happ for the Cubs when he was able to come up and make a DFS impact right away. So the precedent's there. It can happen. I'm not super sold on him producing right out of the gates. We see this all the time with prospects needing just a tiny bit of time to adjust. And you also got to make sure uh, that he's starting here. I'm not quite sure the status of Jose Reyes, but I know Reyes is a little bit banged up. So it's just a situation to watch, make sure he's in the lineup. You could get yourself a cheap piece of course field, though, Which I'm always all about. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, that's always uh, an excellent strategy to go with. Uh, third base, uh, what what did you uh, find at the hot corner this evening?
2: I mean, I think we're in agreement that Nolan Arenado's is about as chalk as it gets tonight. But a couple maybe cheaper lineups that I found to be okay. Uh, Kyle Seager, uh, decent numbers against Andrew Cashner. Small sample size, of course, but an OPS over a thousand. He checks in at 3,400. And I'm also I also think you could. Maybe pick on Jeremy Hellickson a little bit. You're gonna do it. You're to probably my, right. You're gonna do it to my Brewers. I, I think I'm gonna pick on your Orioles a do. little bit. There's a couple <laughs> guys uh, that uh, I, I think could be pick, could be used to pick on him. And I think Mike Mustakis is probably uh, one of those options at 3,500. So a couple middle price guys. No real true values in the lower tier jumped out at me. Um, really, I think it's Arenado or Bust. But I don't want to jump on him too much, so i wanted to throw a couple middle-tier options in case maybe it's the last place you fill in on your lineup and you have X amount of dollars left and you need to get into this constraint.
1: Yeah, it really is kind of tough to find value on third base. I feel like you do kind of need to structure the rest of your team where you can pay up a bit Uh, at third base because Arenado certainly is my guy uh, this evening. I think uh, Machado, the way he's been hitting since the start of July, the power hasn't necessarily been there, but the batting average uh, way up, the on-base way up. Uh, So he's been doing a lot better. Draws a start against Vargas and Camden Yards, so that's a lefty uh, going against a right-handed bat. I think that makes a little bit of sense. Longoria coming off of hitting the cycle. I believe he's the second Tampa Bay Ray to ever uh, hit for the cycle, so that's exciting. And then uh, Raphael Devers, I guess if you want to go a little bit lower, but this is about where I draw the line for third base tonight. Uh, he's hitting fifth in that lineup, uh, going against Trevor Bauer. He's just kind of an intriguing guy. Um, you know, unlike uh, Ahmed Rosario, who we talked about, Devers has a few games under his belt now, and he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable here. So he's, he's a little bit interesting to me if you wanted to go away from the top, top of the board. Um, outfield What are we thinking?
2: Outfield, well, you know, one value play that jumped out at me immediately was actually Melky Cabrera at 2,700. He's batting second tonight in that Royals batting order. And, uh, again, I think he's a pretty good way to uh, maybe pick on Jeremy Hellickson a little bit. Uh, I think he's someone that could uh, do a little bit of damage there. And uh, I love the position in the batting order. He's actually 6 for 16 with three extra base hits against Hellickson already. Uh, I think the Royals might be a little little bit of a sneaky stack uh, going after a new pitcher with a new team in a new situation. Uh, You never know. So for 2,700, that's pretty cheap. Um, Of course, chalk would be but is to get a piece of that uh, Coors field game. Uh, I think that's one way you can do it. I also, you know, he's not a left-handed Dodger, but I do like Yasiel Puig against Julio Turan. He's 5 for 10 against Tehran, and uh, uh, you can get him for only 2,600, so he's a good salary relief option here. Do you got any? uh, Are you looking more chalk in the outfield, or are you you digging deep for any values, John?
1: Uh, Before I get into my outfielders, I just wanted to remind our listeners that FanDuel is back, and it's better than ever. The season is completely heated up now. Everyone's adjusted to all the new uh, wrinkles that they've added to their game. Fantasy baseball for everyday fans, new contests starting every day, so no busted seasons. I have plenty of busted seasons all over the place, so FanDuel's been kind of getting me uh, through the summer, so just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against other fans. Uh, so new this year, uh, we have the late swap contest. So you don't need to, uh, you know, have your entire lineup sacrificed by the, by uh, a weather delay or a postponement. Updated scoring with quality starts to help your help boost your pitcher. Um, and then there's also friends mode where you can kind of go head to head uh, against some of the, you know, we like to do that in the office. Get some friends league. Uh, I know we do that on Friday a little bit here. So again, from FanDuel, have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. Fanduel, be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to fanduel.com/rw. Now heading back to the outfield for me. Um, it in the in the one lineup that I've made that that features Luke Weaver, so that you know the, the pitcher that's under six thousand. Uh, I was able to to go after uh, Chuck Nasty, Mr. Charlie Blackman. Uh, the only uh, thing that I've ever liked about Georgia Tech is is Charlie Blackman, and at forty seven hundred against Flexen. It's really hard for me to to you know uh, avoid uh, him this evening. I think Stanton again. If you wanted to, if it's almost impossible to make Stanton and Chuck Nasty in your outfield together, but I think you need to target either of those guys. Or I think you made a good point uh, against Cespedes. But then otherwise, elsewhere in terms of value, I think Yasiel Puig at twenty six hundred. I know he's hitting eighth. That's not ideal for DFS purposes, but I think at the same time. Uh, he's a guy that that uh, can certainly take advantage of this matchup. I think Starling Marte again against uh, what the what the Reds are running out on the on the mound for however many two three innings until until the Pirates knock him out of the game. Robert Stevenson seven eight six ERA. So sneakily, uh, the Pirates might warrant some consideration for you as well. Do you have any? extra value guys down here or okay. is that pretty much do it for you
2: it's tough with the value but if you can't quite afford cess is it 4200 gerardo Parra is 3800 yes he's hitting fifth against flex in night that lineup just came out here as we're as we're looking at the show and uh he's maybe not quite as red hot as he was uh earlier kind of in mid-july right out of the all-star break the cap's on fire yeah but he certainly ridiculous. has that potential i mean and you, you look at that game log, they just had two series on the road. So now he's back in the friendly confines of uh, Coors Field, and uh, he's going to be able to do some damage tonight. Maybe a cheaper Cespedes is alternative.
1: I like that a lot. So for Jake Letarsky, I'm John McKechnie. Hope everyone gets their lineups in. Hopefully, his uh, suggestions pay off. This is the RotoWire FanDuel DFS podcast for Wednesday, August 2nd.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?